With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pleasant good morning to everyone, and welcome once again to another edition of the Coles Brown Show. Watched and heard exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly here, Coles Brown. Coming up, today's guest menu, we have three guests lined up for you. In our number one, I see Morell of the Pine Bluff Commercial Appeal. He'll join me to give us a, a conversation about the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff like Southern University, coming into this ball game on a losing streak. Then in hour number two, I have two guests lined up for you, one being Brandon B.J. Jones of Inside HBCU Football. He joins me, of course, talking HBCU Football, Southwestern Athletic Conference. And then last but not least, Charles Etman of the Alcorn State Radio Network. Simply call that segment SWAC Sports Report. Let's get right into it. Southern University last week against Texas Southern University. First and foremost, let me congratulate Texas Southern University on the win. They defeated Southern University 35-31 to in Arlington, Texas in Choctaw Stadium. Mr. Body, he was all that and then some. He threw for over 300 yards, almost rushed for 100 yards. And then Texas Southern offensively did a good job of running a no-huddle offense or, or, shall we say, up-tempo offense. They were able to win their first conference game. And look, Texas Southern hasn't had a lot of success, but they were able to defeat Southern University 35-31. to 31. Now, congratulate Texas Southern. Now let me tell you about Southern University. And you kind of saw this coming. You saw defensively. Let, let's start there, okay? This defense right now can't stop a wet paper bag. And you know what a wet paper bag is? It is very loose. And guess what? It's going to boil down to the CEO, one, being Coach Rollins, and the defensive coordinator, Lana Washington. Plenty of experience. Played in the NFL. Coached in the NFL. Coached at the FBS. Guess what? You got to get this fixed, and you got to get it fixed like yesterday, ASAP, because you're moving into 
the toughest part of your schedule coming up, starting the day. I simply call it do or die. Another loss, forget about it. They won't represent the Western Division. They have no room for error. And every week they've got to win it, starting this week. By the way, happy homecoming, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Let me, let me just give you some numbers. And based on the numbers I'm going to give you, you would think, or it should have been, a victory for Southern University. As you can tell, I'm a little frustrated. But not like the Jaguar Nation. The best thing about the Jaguar Nation is their fans, and the worst part is if you get on the wrong side. But I'm sure all fans are, are just simply like that. They're passionate. If a team rushes for 322 yards, that's right, 322 yards. They throw for 207, okay? Total offensive yards, 529 yards, okay? Rush for 322, threw for 207, 529 total yards, and you run 83 plays. But guess what? You would think that team would win, but not so fast. When you give up 238 yards rushing, and you give up 338 yards passing, that's criminal. That's criminal. And you gave up 576 yards on 71 plays, and that team, which is, that team is Texas Southern, 8.1 yards of play. That's almost a first down every doggone play. Time of possession. 35 minutes and two seconds, Southern University. Arkansas Pine Bluff, 24, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Texas Southern, 24 minutes and 58 seconds. Andrew Biden, 28 of 35, only seven incompletions, 338 yards. He rushed for 85. What's going on? We saw this defense, and I said it weeks ago, overall the team hasn't played four complete quarters. And then defensively, you saw a team that was inconsistent. You have Jordan Lewis, I understand. Look. I understand bumps and injury. That's part of the game. That happens to everybody. And we talked a little bit about gap integrity. Tackling in space, poor tackling, missed tackle, missed tackles. And so you drop a game that, quite honestly, no one thought it would happen. 35 to 31 to Texas Southern University. And as I stated earlier, congratulations to Texas Southern University. But now it's just quite simply for Southern University. It's all about you. And I've heard from some fans, social media, they're not happy. Now, I've had some to say, look, they may win three games. Well, wait a minute. That means they're going to win only one more game? 
No, no. Southern is a standard. That's their slogan. But you have high expectations. And this team, from the spring season to the fall, something has happened. Some of you have talked about coaching. Need to open up the coaching search. Hey, that's going to be on Roman Banks, director of athletics. But I will say this. Let's see how the rest of the season plays off. And at the end of the season, then you, I'm assuming it's just me saying this, that you'll look at the season. How did it end? What was the record? Do your evaluations. And then you decide which direction that you're going to go. And by the way, some of you are not happy with Roman Banks. I definitely understand that. And I'm not going to try to take up for anybody. It is what it is right now. Right now, this team has underachieved so far. Defense substandard. Southern is a standard. Defense is substandard. Got to fix it ASAP. And if you don't fix it, this season could very well go downward, spiral downward quickly. Is the house on fire? That's the only thing I can think of. Then you had a coach, Coach Gilmore, excuse me, um, addressing fans on social media. That's something, in my humble opinion, you never do. You never do. And so he resigned. Focus on what has to happen on the field. And, you know, when things are going well, you're going to, hear from fans, but you're also going to hear from fans and alum when things go bad. That was a horrific loss last Saturday. It really was. Where do you go from here? University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, a team that defeated you at A.W. Mumford Stadium in the spring season? You would believe, you would think that there shouldn't be a whole lot of motivation needed. This is a chance to, one, defeat Arkansas Pine Bluff, who, by the way, has underachieved as well. And then you look and get forward, get ready for homecoming against a very explosive Prairie View and m football team. And Coach Dooley cut his teeth at Southern University. He smells blood. Prairie smells blood. And they're going to come in. Universal Arkansas Pine Bluff smells blood. And you can bet you're going to see some RPOs. You're going to see them try to establish the run. And on the back end, and I've heard defensive line, I understand some injuries, some, some players were banged up. You're getting those people healthy, but still, there's no excuse. Excuse, no excuse for what happened last Saturday. So we'll see. This time next week, we'll come back and we'll look at the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff versus Southern game. And we'll just give our analysis and see what happens. I'm going to take a timeout now. I guess uh, I've got a little bit off my chest and shoulder. I want to hear from you as well. 
I promise to, to get your comments in and I understand the feeling. I, I really do. But now this football team, this football program, they can't be thinking about last week. They've got to be focused now on the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff and going forward. It doesn't get any easier. And you think Jackson State, Prairie View, Alcorn State, FAMU, they're going to be like the shark. They smell blood. They're coming. And then you're at home. After, after this game today, no more road games unless, unless you're going to Atlanta. But right now, a lot of you don't have a lot of confidence. And I must admit, my confidence has shake, been shaken tremendously. But let's see. Let's see going forward what happens. Going to take a timeout. You're watching the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. I'll be right back. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S. Dot com, My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. I think that's a lot better. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, man. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show. I was talking to my next guest, I see Morel, who's on the move, but now he's stationary for me. I see. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, man. What's going on? Well, 
it's going well. A lot of uh, frustration, I guess, with, with the Jaguar Nation and, I guess, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff as well. But before we get into that, uh, today you received a, a, an award. Can you tell us about it? Yes, sir. Very blessed and uh, highly favored to receive an award today from the University of Arkansas Monticello African-American Alumni Elite. It's basically the African-American Alumni Hall of Fame. I'm a member of the class of 2003. And uh, this is where uh, my uh, sports writing chops, my journalism chops began right here on this campus in Monticello, Arkansas. There was a high, there's a high school just if, uh, just about a 10 minute walk from here. I used to walk over there and uh, cover the girls and the boys basketball teams. I didn't have a vehicle, but uh, that's uh, something that gave me a start into uh, community uh, journalism. Well, the Coles Brown Show and myself, congratulations on uh, the uh, award. And I'm sure there's still more of your career left and accomplishments to, to, uh, to get. So we uh, appreciate you coming on and, and, and congratulations once again. Thank you very much. It's a good Lord's just the same. It'll all come to fruition. That indeed. Well, let's uh, have a conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. Southern University, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, homecoming. Both teams kind of coming in wounded. Um, for University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, uh, when we talked earlier, uh, I see, I, I thought maybe, and you could tell me, that Alcorn State game, when they're up and they're leading, I doze off to sleep and I wake up, Alcorn State takes the victory. Is it safe to say that maybe – that was one of the main factors of this football team kind of, you know, going to where they are now as far as not being able to pull that win off? The coaches even said as much. It seems like that one loss is, uh, has spurred on other losses. Uh, you know, the guys kind of relaxed in that game, but also I think the common denominator in those losses is uh, Scott Perry hasn't been as accurate as he usually is, and uh, the backup uh, coach wouldn't confirm it, but the backup quarterback has said that he uh, suffered an injury to his hand. Uh, he just hasn't been accurate the last few games. It's very unusual for him to not complete at least 50 or 60% of his passes. Uh, his accuracy has suffered a little bit. So that has been a, a big, you know, you can't put it all on the quarterback, but uh, just the inability to finish uh, drives on a short field, that's just unlike UAPB. They've had so many seniors come back on this team and, uh, it, other than what I've been able to write, you know, it's just all been a, a bit of a mystery. Would you say I see that the biggest disappointment, and, and you know, I know you win and lose as a team, but um, is it more offensively or defensively or both? Oh, it's both, most definitely. Offensively, not being able to uh, complete short drives uh, in the short field, like I say, uh, accuracy issues. You know, Xavier Vaughn, who and I'm pretty sure you'll see him at some point in the game today, he's been able to come off the bench and give the Lions, uh, you know, a much-needed injection into the offense and seem uh, to get the guys emotionally back into the game. But, uh, and coaches said after the last game against Alabama State that he would uh, reevaluate the position at quarterback. So we'll see uh, who he comes up with today. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Xavier Vaughn uh, does get the call today uh, for UAPB. Defensively, they've given up big plays, and, and Coach made this quote, you know, UAPB has made a habit of uh, allowing guys to have uh, career-high games, just like uh, the freshman starter Alabama State used last week, Miles Crawley. Crawley threw for four touchdown passes, and two of those went for 40 or more yards. 
and, uh, you know, UAPB's defense was really ranked low all year, and uh, they, they hadn't had but like two or three new pieces to the defense, uh, same defensive coordinator as in the spring, so I'm really not sure. You know, it, it's just all a mystery other than what we see, other than what we hear. It's just all a mystery as to why everything is just is, is breaking down at this point. Yeah, because, you know, and I think back, I see, you know, making it to the championship game in the spring season and then being picked not at the top in the Western Division, um, they felt disrespected. And, and again, I go back to, I mean, I know there's multiple factors, but boy, you think we're, 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 we're discussing something different if they hold on and defeat Alcorn State? I think we're discussing something different if they defeat Alabama and now, because that way they know how to finish a game. They know they can't let up against Alcorn State. They let, they let up a little bit against Alcorn State. And if there, if there were any breakdowns, you would think they would have been fixed after the UCA game. They just got out too fast. They were at home. And UAPB has a history of getting out real fast and then just relaxing. And, I mean, the guys don't really entirely understand whether you're a winning team or a losing team how to put together a full 60 minutes of football. And uh, that's something that this uh, team has still got to do. I don't know that they, com- that they put together a full 60 minutes in their first game, which was a win over Lane College. And, you know, Lane's a pretty good team in Division Two right now. You know, that's interesting. A complete game. Mm-hmm. If we look at the other side, Southern University in spurts defensively. So let, let's kind of take a closer look from the UAP, U, UAPB perspective. What has uh, Coach Gamble talked about homecoming and, and facing a, a Southern University football team? You know, everybody's going to talk about homecoming and except Coach Gamble. He hasn't talked a whole lot about that, I think, because of the losing streak. His focus has been on, you know, what do we do to do the little things right? And what do we do to get our veterans to play better so that they don't feel like they have to make up for some of the mistakes? He, he started to say a lot of the mistakes were from the newer players, but then he said some of the veterans were making mistakes as well i'm pretty sure it's all across the board and then he later on went on to say that so it's just a case where some kind of way you have to tighten up your past defense uh they had the leading rush defense in the conference up until the prairie view game and what breakdowns happened in that is just a little bit unexplainable to me and then offense like i say they haven't really been able to stab they have a good uh running back balance but they hadn't been able to really grind it out uh as to the liking of Coach Gamble, you know, to kind of take a little bit of pressure to kind of set up more of the short passes for either Scholar Perry or Xavier Vaughn. So I think those things there, if they can, uh, if they can prevent the big play and if they can get more production in the running game, because they have a, a deeper crop of running backs. They didn't have that deep crop because the guy that got a majority of the carries, he transferred to another school, I think, back home in Illinois. Uh, if if they're able to get more of a ground game, that could take a little bit of pressure off the quarterback, and that could lead to more drives being finished. This is I see Morell, the Pine Bluff commercial, here on the Coles Brown Show, and, and you know there there's the X's and O's in the game, then there's the intangibles. Ladarius Skelton, Pine Bluff native, he's coming home, but he's not the starter, of course. But I wonder. Uh, I see if, if, if Coach Doc Gamble is prepping his team to maybe see him at some point or involved in the offense 
along with the starter, uh, Glenn McDaniels. Coach did talk a little bit about, uh, he didn't name the quarterbacks, but he did talk a little bit about what Ladarius Skelton can do. I think he said that Skelton is better with his legs. And I think the last time they played in March, Skelton was better with the legs. Uh, you probably know this, but Skelton had a bone bruise in his knee uh, from what Coach Rollins told me. And that's why he hadn't been playing, I think, since September 18th. McDaniel looks pretty good. I'm, if I had to guess, I'm pretty sure McDaniel would come back out and be the starter. Um, so, but yeah, you know, that, that was a, a major talking point in my previews. You know, how much will we see of Ladarius Gilson? And, and I, right now, I don't think it's a whole lot from what Coach Rollins said. Uh, uh, it seems like that Skelton is a little bit doubtful. On Gamble's part, not entirely knowing that, I think he prepared more for McDaniel than he did uh, for Skelton. I see if University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, if they're victorious today, what key things did they do to, to, to get the victory? If they beat Southern University, they stopped the big play. They defended the pass as great as they had all year long. They minimized the rushing attack of Southern University, and they established a running game because they have a deeper running back group to do that, and they committed no turnovers. And something we didn't talk about, special teams, some – Somehow, some way, special teams is always important. Either a block punt, a punt return, or something. Who, who, who do you think has the edge? Or, or did Doc Gamble, Coach Gamble, talk about special teams play in his assessment of this week's game? He didn't talk a whole lot about special teams. You know, the big play threat on special teams for UAPB was Tyron Ralph. But he's been out at least the last couple of games because he had an emergency surgery, uh, oral surgery or something of that nature, and he just hadn't played the last couple of games. And at last check, they were just waiting on clearance for him to come back. Now, Tyron either gets you a touchdown or he sets up a short field for you. And that's especially Tyron was an All-American performer. So, uh, you know, whether Tyron will be available to play uh, today, I'm not sure. But if he's able to play, that's going to give UAPB an emotional boost. Well, I see. I see in the background, it should be uh, beautiful weather conditions. A cool front came through. Um, as, as far as attendance, I know on the losing streak, but it's homecoming. One of the better crowds for a home game for University of Arkansas Pine Bluff? I think it will be. You know, coming off the pandemic, people are needing something to do. They want something to do. Although the team is struggling a little bit, I, I know the attendance is going to be high, you know, in the tailgate area. But as far as in the stadium, I'm willing to say at least 9,000. You know, that's that's interesting because sometimes you, you hear this from different sources, my colleagues. A lot of times the fans are outside the stadium in the tailgating area, but they're, they're, they're starting to want to see a little bit more coming into the stadium. So hopefully it's, it's a, a 10, 9, 10,000 uh, attendance as far as, you know, for, for the game today. Uh, it would I be see great I, for the morale of the whole town of Pine Bluff, a town that really needs it. Yeah, well, someone's going to be excited and happy after uh, around about 5 o'clock. Some fans, some teams are not going to be happy. So, um, hey, I appreciate you coming on. I see on, on a short notice. Uh, we'll talk again real soon. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And once again, congratulations on the award. Thanks very much, Carlos, man. Thanks for all you do.
Thank you, sir. That was I.C. Morrell of the Pine Bluff Commercial um, and in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Huge game as far as Southern University and Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, both teams would like to get in the win column to reverse what's been happening the last few weeks. I'm going to take a timeout. When I come back, it'll be more of the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to MyJBN.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Have you had your Earthblend coffee today? At Earthblend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world. Blended and roasted to perfection. Giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earthblend Coffee. Brian Fulford, A.D. Drew, and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. We are back. For the first time in 62 years, the Florida Memorial Lions will hit the gridiron and their home games will be streamed by the Black College Sports Network at www.fmuathletics.com www.mybcsn.net and on the MyBCSN app 
Available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show here on the Black College Sports Network. Just visited with I.C. Morrell of, of the uh, commercial, Arkansas Pine Bluff Commercial Appeal join me live from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Southern University and University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Now, leading the way from Pine Bluff will be quarterback Skylar Perry. Um, he leads UAPB with 772 yards. Now, uh, I see talked about um, a hand injury and, and not being very accurate, but somehow, some way, it seems like lately, Southern University's defense, everyone has been having almost a, a career game. Uh, last week, Mr. Body, we'll call him Mr. Body, the player, offensive player of, of the week, or newcomer of the week as well, uh, threw for over 300 yards against Southern University. Uh, leading the way for Pine Bluff and receiver, Josh Wilkes. Uh, he leads them in receiving yards with 281 yards. And then when you look at this Arkansas Pine Bluff team, of course, yeah, they, they've underachieved. And as I talked to IC in, in the interview, to me, that Alcorn State game where they were leading, they were dominant in, in pretty much for three quarters in the game, and then Alcorn State comes back and wins the, the football game. And one thing I can say about Alcorn State, Maybe, you know, they've had some issues. They've had some offensive line play issues. Um, they have been able to win close ball games or come, come from behind. That, that's the difference. They have not lost a game that they shouldn't have lost. So they're doing well. Southern University, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, they also have some Games we're going to talk about in the conference as well. Some, some, some big games. And, and if you look at it right now, let, let me just do this. Because for those who know me and have been listening or watching here on the Black College Sports Network, you know I have a special affection. When Southern plays Jackson State. Jackson State. Number one team in the conference, I have to give credit where credit is due, okay? Defensively, they get after people. They get pressure with that front four. And they're able to play a lot of man coverage. And they fly out, get after you. To me, no doubt about it, they're the number one team in the conference. Now, 
ranked second, I would have FAMU, who now, after that first game in the Orange Blossom Classic, we were talking about, wow, they're able to get some offense. So they've improved in that area, and, and defensively, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. When you're looking at FAMU. Then after that, I guess, and I guess if I'm ranking my top five, then you got Prairie View. We talked about always a, a program, a football team that can get it done offensively, and they'll continue to do that. It seems to be the difference is they've at least improved defensively. Now, they've got some big games coming up, one on and two games that comes to mind. Southern on the road next week in Baton Rouge for Southern University's homecoming. Then they've got Alcorn State. And, and mathematically, Southern is still in at, at, at one and one in the conference play, but no room for error. You want to be able to control the narrative. And you don't want to have to depend or rely on help from some other program to, to get you a, a loss that'll help you in the win column. So some universities still can control their narrative. But they've got some tough, tough, tough ball games. And many of you have told me you just don't have the confidence. But we we shall see. So I stopped the one at Prairie View is probably ranked number three. And then Alcorn State. And, and, and I understand this is debatable. Alcorn State uh no, number four. And if I had to rank the top five, they're gonna have an opportunity. They play today against Valley. And by the way, I've got some thanks to Brian Fulford. I got some, some point spreads there for you, but I, I think I'll wait and add it when we, we kind of get into uh, the schedule for this week in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. So, Alcorn State, number four. Defensively, they've improved. They're getting after people. And offensively, so does Felix Harper goes to the Alcorn State offensively. Now, I guess I need some help on this one. Who would be ranked number five? And I guess we're doing a top five. And by the way, when B.J. Jones comes on, he'll he'll have his top five as well. But it's always, it's always debatable to put teams how they're ranked, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And we talked about how exciting this season would be in the conference. And you've had some teams that, quite honestly, have underachieved. You have those teams that we thought would do pretty well. They're doing well. And then you have some teams that have improved. Valley on a two-game winning streak, of course, right? Albeit to get to a third, a three-game winning streak, they're going to have to defeat all corn state, but they have them. They have them at home. So, let me know who would you think? Give me a little help here. Who who would be the fifth rated team in the conference? Do we look at Alabama, A and M? Do we look at Valley? 
Do we look at Alabama State? Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Southern University. Right now, they they have so much work to do. It doesn't matter where they're ranked right now. But I probably go with Alabama State. But again, that that's that's debatable. But it's kind of like my my top five for the teams in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a, another time out. And when I come back, it'll be more of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to MyJBN.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvée. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. 
kind of discussing in our number one uh, Southern University football and the, and the big loss to Texas Southern last week. Um, and we, we must congratulate Texas Southern. And, you know, they're, they're playing Grambling State uh, today. If they're able to take care of business, then they'll be on a, a nice win streak. And they're still battling mathematically. They're still in the Western Division race. Uh, for Southern University, just quite honestly, offensively, they're doing enough. They're doing enough. As I, get, I gave you the stat earlier, if an offense has over 500 yards offense, don't you think 31 points is enough if you have a quality, tough defense? But here's what some of you are saying about Southern University defense. And I'm, I'm going to read this, this text message. Our defense is too passive. No aggression at all. We do not attack the line of scrimmage, and we do not attack the ball when it is in the air. We are scared to play man-to-man. If we play man-to-man and get beat one time, we sit back for the rest of the game. Some of you have asked me about Jordan Lewis, Buchanan, Buck Buchanan winner in the spring. And I understand he's, you know, been banged up a little bit. But you have their base defense is a 4-2-5. So Jordan Lewis is kind of in the jack position. I always look at him as a hybrid. Defensive end for for a few years, now kind of having that role of a, a, a linebacker. And then on, on the back end, pass defense, They've struggled. Linebacker play, not been consistent at all. So the big question is, if this season goes in a spiral downward trajectory, is it quite simply going to be on on the defense? We, we, We had a situation offensively that Southern University went with uh, Glenn Bubba McDaniels as quarterback. And to me, he can he can definitely make all the throws. And no, he's not as athletic as Darius Skelton, but he's not a statue back there. Given time and the strength of this football team, I guess everyone would agree, he's been the offensive line. He gets time. He's able to get things going. And once again, I point back to if an offense, an offense gets that much yardage in the game and, and score 31 points. Yeah, they left a few points on, on the field. Then this team wins the football game. But defensively, and I saw some defensive or lack of defense under the previous coach at times. But the bottom line is, can they fix it? And they don't, they can't, they've got to fix it quickly. You can't wait two or three games to get it, get the problem fixed. They've got to get it done. And we look at this team and we talked about it before the season, after the spring, coming into the fall. This team was what? Built for 
a championship. They have the ingredients there for a championship. Right now, they still have that goal ahead of them, but they don't have any wiggle room at all. Because if you look at the schedule, you, you pencil last Saturday as a win, all of you, me included. But it didn't happen. When adversity hits, and all teams go through some adversity at some point, sometimes multiple times during the season, how do you adjust? Can you overcome the adversity? And now we look at Coach Rollins in, in the bottom line. He's the CEO, albeit on an interim basis for this team, this program. He's the CEO. The buck is going to stop. It's going to fall on the CEO, and that's Coach Rollins. And trust me, I hear you out there. I see you on social media. You're basically ready to bury Coach Rollins right now. You want Coach Banks, and some of you are not happy with Coach Banks, you want the coaching search to be opened up right now. Open up again. But I'm taking the approach of let's see how the season plays out. Look, and, and guess what? If it doesn't end well, and you will tell me, I told you so, it's going to, it, it is what it is. And I'll call it on that. I'll call it. This was not a good season. But they can start today. And I know some of you are not that confident. I expect improvement. I expect something to go out and take care of business today. Against the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. By the way, on ESPN Plus. Now, whether it uh, will it happen or not, we shall see. Around five o'clock, we will uh, a little bit after five, we will know. Has this team made improvement in a week enough to defeat their opponent and then get ready for the toughest part of the schedule coming up? Now we don't. First game, Troy State, is what it is, playing up. You go back and look, McNeese State, and, and I think that kind of sowed uh, soar the seeds with, with the fan base. A McNeese State football team that you were up by 11 at halftime, okay? And you were not able to finish. This football team has not been able to finish. And it's one thing if you didn't have the talent. You're talented. So is it coaching? Is it players underachieving? Is it a combination of multiple factors? The rest of the season is going to be very, 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 very interesting. This football team was built to win a championship. Will they be able to do it? Will they be able to do it? That is the bottom line. Offensively, 
they kind of straightened out some things. They decided to go with uh, Gwen Bubba McDaniels at quarterback. Skelton, still not 100%, coming home against Arkansas Pine Bluff. If you think if he's able, if he's able, this is one game where you look for him to, to be involved in the game. But if he's not able to do so because of the injury, then is he the team player? Is he there? Is he there for support for Glendon McDaniels? This team offensively. Will they start out fast? If you win the toss, do you put the defense on the field? The point of the team that has had the most problems, do you put them out there and let's see what happens? Hmm. It's going to be very, very, very interesting. Coming up in our number two, We've got Brandon B.J. Jones of Inside HBCU Football. He'll join me. Uh, and also after uh, B.J. will be Charles Edmond of the Alcorn State Radio Network joining me here on the Carlos Brown Show. Some big matchups in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. For some, it's do or die because another loss, and they're, 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 they're basically – out of it. Then you're playing uh, for pride. What about last week? I kind of was leaning toward Jackson State as much as it pains me. But Jackson State, wow. Did they not put a raw you-know-what whipping on Alabama and m And the interesting thing about that was um, Coach Maynard, he is who he is. He's going to come out. He's talking it. And usually his team backing up, but no, they didn't back it up last week. A raw butt whipping is what they got. They got taken to the woodshed. And then they've got a huge game at home against FAMU, who I think is the second best team in the conference without a doubt. How do they bounce back? We talked about coaches on the hot seat. I refuse at one point to believe Coach Rollins is on the hot seat. Well, can't say that anymore. We talked about Coach Dooley being on the hot seat. Has he done enough so far, or the jury is still out on Coach Dooley being on the hot seat? He may have did enough so far. And if they could come in and beat Southern University at A.W. Mumford Stadium next week, they're leading the Western Division. Coach Ely Hill at Alabama State, mathematically still in it. In the Eastern Division. Coach Danson at Mississippi Valley State, two-game winning streak. In the conference, played respectful against Southern University earlier. Big game against Alcorn State at home. And then you look at Bethune-Cookman University. Coach Sims, zero wins. Started off the season against Texas El Paso, and, and, and you were very proud of them, the effort. But they have 
They haven't gotten the win. Will there be some coaching move in the conference after the season starts? I, I think it will be. All of this in the 2021 football season. Going to take a timeout a little bit early in, in today's show. We'll we'll get out of here a little bit early to allow for uh, something on the network to be able to to happen. But after this timeout, I'm going to be joined by Brandon B.J. Jones of Inside HBCU Football, and then Charles Edmund. We're going to kind of get into last week's schedule in the conference, this week's, and then we'll get B.J.'s perspective on all of this, Southern and the loss, and just kind of get his take on it. Former football player at Southern University, now the Coles Brown shows football analyst. He'll have his top five, of course. And then Charles Edmund, of course, will go around the conference as well. Tell him, sit back, take a quick time out. You're watching the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. I'll be right back. Have you had your Earthblend coffee today? At Earthblend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world. Blended and roasted to perfection. Giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earth Blend Coffee. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. We are back. For the first time in 62 years, the Florida Memorial Lions will hit the gridiron and their home games will be streamed by the Black College Sports Network at www.fmuathletics.com www.mybcsn.net and on the MyBCSN app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time 
on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the Sporting HBCU Dash, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Of course, you see I have on red. I've been seeing red, but guess what? B.J. Jones is a calming factor, played at Southern University, a football analyst. I'm sure he's going to do something to make me at least feel a little bit better. Good morning, B.J. How you doing? Uh-oh. B- BJ's upset. He's gone. <laughs> BJ, you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm Carlo. I'm here, Carlo. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you and I can see you. I, I said <laughs> you could do something to calm me down. Oh man, we, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see in a couple of hours. I mean, it all depends on um, you know what Southern looks like. Uh, you know, today, you know, uh, big big game coming up against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, we remember how the game went in the spring. You know, Southern wins that ball game. They're in the swag championship game. Uh, and I like Southern chances once they get to that, that championship game against Alabama A&M. Uh, but, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Uh, and we'll see today. You know, uh, UAPB, they're reeling. 1-4, uh, 0-3 in the conference. Um, you know, a loss right here. And you thought last week was bad. This week would be worse. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. BJ, we're about to get into that because we have to do it. We have to call it the way uh, we see it. You're a football analyst, former Southern University football player. You mentioned to me in a text message that this defense is very poor, and you got a chance to see him in person. Where do you start? This team defensively, it, it, I gave the numbers earlier. If you score 31 points and you have over 530 yards of total offense, wouldn't you think that that team, nine times out of ten, won the football game? Yes. Yeah. However, however, BJ, you give up 576 yards of offense to Texas Southern. And by the way, for the third time, I'm going to congratulate Texas Southern and Mr. Body and that up-tempo just Southern never made an adjustment. Now, defensively, what's been going on? Uh, well, defense is mostly alignment and assignment. Um, a lot of the problems for Southern that I've seen have started before the snap, alignment. 
Um, if you looking last week, looking at really at Mississippi Valley State and a few other games, the alignment seems off. You know, you have defensive ends, you know, lined up inside the tackle or head up with the tackle, uh, and and they're getting pushed down. You see a lot of slanting, and and guys have been slanting themselves straight out of the play. Um, hmm. I mean, uh, Mississippi Valley game, Mississippi Valley. Uh, we're moving the ball with that that screen to the uh, slot receiver. Southern never walked anyone down to, to cover that slot receiver uh, the entire ball game. Um, so it's small things like that. Before the, the snap even gets started, uh, the alignments, uh, you know, they're off. Um, and then we say alignment and assignment. Well, it seems like oftentimes guys don't know what their assignment is. You've seen defensive ends bite down on a read option all year. Biting down on a dive guy, quarterback pulls and goes outside. There's no one there. Uh, so just small things like that. Uh, one of the things that have been frustrating, even in the past game, when you watch uh, Southern play you know, football, look how many passes the receivers catch when there's no one near them. Um, there's not a lot of contested balls. I think Southern has two interceptions or three interceptions the entire season. Not a lot of contested balls, not a lot of interceptions. It just seems like receivers are running what they say, say butt naked open in the zone. Well, that is the analysis. And does, and this is going to be a simple question, does the buck stop with um, the CEO and the defensive coordinator? For what's going on? I think you you you, you have to look at the defensive coordinator as the head. The, the buck stops with the head coach. Um, so that's where the buck stops. Uh, you know, defensively, like it seems like schematic wise, Southern you can tell that Southern's doing some different things than we we've seen in the past. I don't know if that's. Uh, I can't tell you for sure that that hadn't not been a detriment. You know, one thing about it, when you have guys who are comfortable playing a particular system, you know, sometimes you can outthink yourself and put them in something that they're not comfortable doing, uh, what impacts production. You know, now guys have to think more than, than, than them just flying around and making plays. Um, so, you know, you know, that's something that's big. So, you know, like, you know, schematically, this, this football team doesn't look the same. Uh, we talked about the discipline on the defensive side of the football with those targeting penalties. You know, there's a lot of things. Southern does not look like Southern. Uh, this does not re- resemble the team from the spring. This does not resemble the, 20, the team from 2019 or 2018. Um, so we'll see what happens. The thing about this, this thing is week to week. You know, a lot of people are have already gotten their pen and pads out and start doodling candidate names. Hey, no, we're just this second Saturday in October. Let's just, just hold up and let's just see what happens. Well, yeah, and, and, and I've talked about it in our number one. And you, you always, BJ, at the end of the season, then you're going to make an assessment. And so I'm looking to the end of the season and see how it goes. Then you make an assessment. What worked, what didn't work, if you're going to make any changes, then that will be the time. So Southern loses to Texas Southern this Saturday, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, which is today, 2 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. BJ, what what are you looking? I know it's a simple question, but what are you looking for as far as uh, uh, this ball game against Arkansas Pine Bluff? Can the defense improve 
in one week's time enough to help this team get a victory? Well, you are certainly hope so. Hope so. If you look at Arkansas Pine Bluff, they moved the ball pretty well against um, Alabama State at times on um, last week. Uh, but Alabama State was able to slam the door when it mattered. Um, they were able to make life miserable for Skylar Perry in the quarterbacks on last week. Um, Prairie View was able to do the same thing um, a few weeks ago. Can Southern replicate that success that they've had? Uh, and offensively, uh, our, I mean, Arkansas Pine Bluff defensively is not world beaters by any stretch. Offensively, can you keep that going? Uh, you know, we, we're, we're told that, you know, we'll see more of Ladarius Skelton in, in, in different roles. Uh, it's interesting, interesting to see what that's going to look like. Uh, can the offense continue to protect the ball? Bubba McDaniel, only one uh, interception a week ago, and that was on the Hail Mary. Can he continue to protect the football? Uh, but the biggest thing is going to be defensively. Can Southern play well enough defensively to give this offense a lead and then really rely on the offensive line and that plethora of running backs that Southern has, uh, the ground went out up in uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of hearing, I don't know if you heard this, um, but you may, may, not a guarantee, may see Sims back, if not today, at least for homecoming. You know, he's been out uh, with an injury. And BJ, let me ask you about uh, – and I don't know if I gave this stat, but Southern had 332 yards rushing. I gave that one. But you look at it, Devon Ben and then Kobe Dillon, what he's been able to do. Then um, uh, Mr. I, I just call him Mr. Auburn transfer. Um, he, he scored on the end around 65 yards. He had his best game. So so once again, offensively, that that's not the problem. That is not the problem at all. All they can do is continue to get better. Could you imagine this Southern offense with that 2019 or 2018 thing? Well, mm. <laughs> you know, BJ, I, I kind of had – yeah, yeah, I, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're absolutely you're talking right. about during those years, Southern right near the bottom of the conference in total offense, and you put it's this offense with – oh, man. Southern has two rings, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. You put that, you pair that this offense with those defenses, and now something like the problems have have kind of, you know, they kind of switched sides, um, and we'll we'll see. You know, Southern's as bad as everything looked last week. If Southern wins out, every goal that Southern had set for themselves is attainable. You end up in the SWAC championship game. Uh, you you know, you give yourself a shot, but it has to. It starts today. Yeah, I mean, it starts today, and you'll worry about next week, next week. What What is the saying? Win, win the week. Now, mm -hmm. BJ, I, I I gave my top my top five in, in, in the conference, but you have a top five in in HBCU football. What does it look like uh, today? Um, so did that um uh, on Tuesday, top five Tuesday. If you follow me on Twitter at, at uh, inside HBCU football. Uh, number one was uh, Jackson State. Number two, uh, Prairie View. Uh, three uh, was uh, North Carolina a and Four uh, with – I'm sorry, three was actually Florida A&M this week. Uh, four uh, with North Carolina A&T. Um, and then with the five spot, I have Alcorn State, just slightly above Norfolk State. 
Interesting. Norfolk State building. Coach Odoms, he can build a program, uh, no doubt about it. Jackson State. And speaking of Jackson State, were you surprised by – let me see how I can put this. You, you're not surprised that Jackson State won the football game, but were you surprised by the old-style raw whipping that they received uh, Alabama and against Jackson State? Yes, yes, I was. I mean, potentially we, we – looking back on it, you kind of saw, you know, I feel like Jackson State had a strength. Um, you know, had had the strengths. Alabama and them, we talk about that. Defensively, they're bad. Um, but this is something that we didn't think about. Not only defensively are they bad, but in the trenches in particular, on the offensive line and defensive line, they're bad. Um, you saw Grambling put pressure on the kill glass. You saw Gram uh Jackson State replicate that a week ago. Um, and you know, if that offense has a bad day. That defense is not going to stop anybody. So far this year, every every game that Alabama A&M has played, the opponent has had a season high in yardage and points. Every game this year, no matter the opponent. When your defense is that bad, your offense cannot have an off day. Uh, and when you, you're not strong up front, it's easy for your offense to have an off day. Uh, Grambling show that you go after A&M. Don't sit back and let them pick you apart. Go after them because they're not that strong up front. So I think that you'll see these things. I think you'll see FAMU do something similar today. And I think you'll see Alabama State do something similar in, the, in, the, in a couple of weeks to Alabama A&M as far as defensively. BJ, FAMU, kind of quietly coming along. After week one, We many said if they had – you know, change the quarterbacks, made that change earlier. If they get better offensively, they're they're a dangerous ball club right now. And in the conference, I, of course, I got them ranked second behind JSU, but um Coach Simmons, they they're just they're getting it done. Yeah, uh Florida A and M, if you, you look at it defensively, they actually have the number one defense in the conference. Uh they don't give up anything. Um, and land leads the leads the nation in sacks. Uh, they are so loaded. Uh, the question for FAMU is offensively. Uh, offensively, they have played a lot better, uh, but that offense is not on the level of that defense. You know, they do have some pieces on the offensive side of football: Xavier Smith, Bishop Bunnett, um, and, and so forth. But that defense, woo, and, and it's nasty. And, and they're going to make an appearance in, in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, in, in a few hours uh, to greet Alabama a and well, I'll tell you what, BJ, it, out of the two, I'd rather have an outstanding defense and an offense that's a work in progress because defense wins your championship and they keep you in ball game. If it's Now, if you reverse it, you got a great offense, but defensively, you can't stop anybody. That's a lot of pressure. And, and you, as you say, your offense – has an off day, it could get ugly. So out of the two, I'd rather give me the strong defense and the offense as a work in progress. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because if you don't, if your defense is bad, you're forcing, like you said, you're forcing your um, your offense to be on every every game. 
And if your offense has a turnover, a fumble, you're almost out of, out of it because your defense um, is, is so bad. Um, and, and I think with when your defense is strong, you keep you keep yourself in every game that you play. Jackson State's offense before last week went exactly humming. Uh, but that defense is so good, it, it was going to keep them in every ball game. They are ridiculously good. And and just from my observation, BJ, they they get they get pressure with the front four. And so they they can play a lot more man-to-man coverage, bumping oh man, they you know that that defense. I have to give credit what credit is due, as much as it pains me, BJ, Jackson State. And <laughs> you know, they can they can only get better offensively, but that was mm-hmm. a wrong butt whipping that they put on Alabama AM. Um, for any games this week in the conference, of course, which, which one you're looking at besides the one we talked about, those, those main games, FAMU and uh, Alabama A&M. What about Prairie View? Yeah, Prairie View, uh, Bethune-Cookman, that game actually starts started er, starts early. Um, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see, does Prairie View keep it going? Uh, if they can keep it rolling. Uh, Alcorn. Going to Valley, that could that one could be a little interesting. Um, and then you know what Texas Southern was able to do getting their first conference win uh, in 17 tries. They go to Grambling uh, for homecoming, um, and and, and uh, another game in the conference, Alabama State and Jackson State. Defensively, Alabama State will they will provide a challenge to that offense. Uh, Alabama uh, Alabama State's offense a work in progress. But they looked a lot better against Arkansas Pine Bluff a week ago. I think that that game potentially could be very interesting in Jackson. Outside the conference, any game in the Mid Eastern Athletic Conference or SIAC or CIAA? Yeah, well, really, uh, North Carolina AT taking a trip uh, to Atlanta to face off against Kennesaw State, uh, yeah. two of, of the teams that are you know suspected to. Uh, compete for the Big South title. That's going to be an interesting ball game. Uh, North Carolina A&T, um, they can make a statement to that today with 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 the win, and and uh, help them themselves as far as their playoff positioning uh, is concerned. Uh, that's going to be a a, a big game, uh, and I think that um, also Morgan State and South Carolina State, uh, MIAC opener uh, for South Carolina State. What do the Bulldogs look like? Morgan State winless on the year. Uh, does South Carolina State play down to the level of Morgan State, or do they, you know, put their foot on the pedal uh, and, and and blow by an inferior opponent? Does it come down at the end of the day to me, South Carolina State and Norfolk State? Um, I th- I think that it may. I think that it may. I think Good. that Norfolk, uh, to me, is head and shoulders the the class of the conference. Uh, but you know, hey, it's week to week, and you never know what team's going to show up. Yeah, week, week to week. Well, speaking of that, BJ, we'll talk with you next week. Appreciate the time and and the insight. Um, about five o'clock, we're both Southern alums. We'll we'll find out if mm-hmm. if it doesn't go the way we think it should, or if if Southern doesn't win this ball game. BJ, you're a lot safer than me. I'm gonna be dunking because I will not be able to defend anything anymore. Let the chaos begin, and then the house will truly be on fire. 
Well, if things go bad, I know I can expect a call from you at about five o'clock uh, to vent your frustrations. <laughs> oh, so, yes. if I don't get a call from Carlos today, that means that things are going well. But if at around five o'clock, if that phone is blowing up and I see Carlos Brown, uh, I know that this is just going to be the start of a rough week. I had to go and 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 get a product that I got in Jamaica just for the occasion. If I need it, <laughs> if I need it, and I'm like, because it, it's been an interesting uh, in Baton Rouge. It's it's just been hot. Yeah, you know, some people say it will be two openings at the end of the season. Then the Saints are still mm, a work in progress. It, it it's it's. It's not a happy place in Baton Rouge as far as the sports-wise. Right. That's the way it is, BJ. Maybe I'll be able to come your way if I have to get away. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome, man. You're more than welcome. All right. Thanks. Have a great weekend, BJ. And um, appreciate the time. We'll talk with you next week, brother. All right. Have a good one. All right. That was Brandon BJ Jones of Inside HBC Football. I'm going to take a quick time out. Once again, we're going to end the show about 10 minutes early to allow for uh, Black College Sports Network to have something going on on the network and we'll, a team player, we'll, we'll do that for you. But I'm going to visit with Charles Edmund next, at least I'm scheduled to, here on the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. I will return. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to MyJBN.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. 
Have you had your Earth Blend coffee today? At Earth Blend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world, blended and roasted to perfection, giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earth Blend Coffee. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. We are back. For the first time in 62 years, the Florida Memorial Lions will hit the gridiron and their home games will be streamed by the Black College Sports Network at www.fmuathletics.com www.mybcsn.net and on the MyBCSN app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Welcome back to this final segment of today's show, the Carlos Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. We found him, one of the hardest working guys in the business, Charles Edmund. Charles, where are you? I'll let you introduce where you're from. I mean, where are you at? Where, where are you at today? I am at Rice Totten Stadium here in Itabina, Mississippi, home of the suddenly resurgent Mississippi Valley State football program. Wow. Charles, I went there when I was maybe 14 years old, and I, and, and, and I was in the car with my grandparents. A five-hour trip seemed like 12 because they didn't, they didn't drive that fast. <laughs> I had and coming back after the game oh my goodness Charles I said never again but never say never <laughs> I'll be back I'll be back one day but it's, uh, uh, it's I'm glad to have you on today's show with our Swag Sports Report um, let's get started I know you had a ball game and you were shocked at the, the score with Southern and Texas Southern but I'm sure you'll be able to try to calm me down, Charles. But uh, get your thoughts on last week, and then we'll get into uh, this week's ball game. I tell you what, I mean, it's just it's hard to make heads or tails for what's going on. I mean, you look at the defending SWAT champs, Alabama A&M, and clearly they've been exposed on both sides of the football. I've said this for weeks. It's just a matter of time before it's going to catch up with them. 
I figured on the defensive side of the ball, coming out of the Grambling game, you're not going to make enough adjustments to completely fix what's wrong with the defense. Now, did I expect Jackson State to put over half a hundred on them? No, I did not. And you got to give Jackson State a lot of credit after the bye week for them doing what they were able to do and just completely just dismantling Alabama A&M. Um, clearly, A&M's got a lot of work to do. Too many turnovers, glasses on his back too many times these last couple of games. I think 11 sacks in these last couple of games and turnovers and mistakes. Um, you know, the Braves got uh, what they wanted from Grambling, a stern test. Um, two turnovers in the fourth quarter by Grambling kind of helped us out. You know, our offense gets stalled in the second half. Um, and, you know, Grambling played it tough. Um, and, and as for Southern, I mean, you you run the ball three, over 300 yards and you can't get one yard. Um, I, I looked at the play-by-play play this morning. It was a fourth and one from your own 44 you had a chance to salt the game away. I probably would have punted the ball if I were Coach Rollins, but that didn't happen. He put it on his defense, and Texas Southern score, and that was it. I mean, so it's some weird scores, some teams that are kind of coming up from the ashes, and clearly, you know, on the East, Jackson State clearly is, I think, is the team along with uh, Florida A&M, and on the Western side, Southern hanging on, the Braves and Brady. So this is kind of what we expected. We, we knew it was going to be some dog fights, and Every week, you just don't know what to expect. We've seen an upset the last couple of weeks, and I expect more to come. Well, you may have noticed that I didn't talk about the controversial call in the Southern Texas Southern game. It was uh, on, a, on the fourth down. It looked like Southern, uh, well, they got the first down. And then Texas Southern asked for to look at it again, and then they overturned that. And I probably didn't even get that right. But guess what? On the road, that wasn't a reason that Southern lost that football game. It's defensively. They have not gotten it done. And if they don't figure it out ASAP, it could get very, very warm. It was 91 degrees in Baton Rouge in October. But I think it'll go up at least 10 more degrees <laughs> if the outcome is not good uh, for a Southern University. But congratulations to Charles Texas Southern. Mr. Body, a freshman, tremendous. He has a tremendous upside. Threw for th over 300 yards, rushed for almost 100 yards. He's the real deal, and he's only a freshman. And you saw a glimpse of that against Rice. Absolutely. And, and so when, when you look at Texas Southern, what they're doing right now, you just can't look at the Southern game. You kind of have to go back to that uh, exhibition game they had a couple weeks ago in which they scored a million points. That kind of got their confidence up <clears throat> a little bit. And then, of course, the you know the Southern game clearly was one that, that they needed. And then the Rice game. I mean, if you look at Rice, the, the Rice game in the second half, I thought they got their confidence going there even though they lost the game. So just little snippets of good things. You saw that from Grambling, you saw that from Texas Southern, and you're seeing it from Valley. Little snippets of good things weeks ago, leading to some positive uh, momentum that what we're seeing right now from those teams. Momentum is an interesting situation. You can get it in, in confidence, and then you cannot have confidence, and then momentum goes the opposite way. But Saturday, October the 9th, Charles kind of mentioned a little bit, Alcorn State, 
over Grambling State 24 to 20. And I got a chance to catch them the last quarter of that ball game on uh, ESPN Plus. Grambling State throws interception. They're marching down the field. And it could have been a different story. You know, all court fans would have been, a, you know, hey, they could have been like Southern fans, just, you know, pissed off and hot if it goes <laughs> in, uh, another way. But all court seems to be able to handle adversity and they, they pull out a, a, a victory. Yeah, they did. They started fast. Uh, we got a touchdown via a, a punt block that set us up for good field position. So we started fast, but. What Fred McNair has been saying and all the coaches have been saying and the players have been saying is we need to play a four-quarter game from start to finish. I was at practice the other day, and Elliot Radden, the offensive coordinator, was like, look, guys, we got to start fast and we got to finish fast. And if we leave the door open for teams, they're going to walk through it like Valley today if we're not careful. We play around with this. So that's what the coaches and players and everyone with this program is looking at right now playing four quarters of football. It's an old worn-out cliche you hear all the time in football, but clearly in Alcorn's case, that that's clearly what's happening. We haven't had a four-quarter game yet, to be honest. I mean, you, you look at UAPB, we struggled in the first half. You know, we kind of stumbled a little bit against Northwestern State. Our defense held tough. Um, so, you know, look, we had 16 days off in between uh, that, that, that UAPB game and that uh, Grambling game, that South Alabama game, in that Grambling game. So we had 16 days off. So we, you know, we need to get going here. And uh, there are no more bye weeks. You know, we got four in a row on the road. And if we're going to get to where we need to go, we've got to play a lot better. we got to start fast and play four quarters. Very interesting. Four in a row on the road. Southern University after today's game. No more road games. Who's under the most pressure? <laughs> interesting. I would say playing at home. You would think not, but it is what it is. Alabama State over Arkansas Pine Bluff, 35-15. Of course, Jackson State all over Alabama and them, 61-15. Least Coach Maynard took, he, he said basically it was his job. It was his fault. He didn't have his team ready. So he had a big dose of humble pie. A big dose, Charles. Valley over Bethune-Cookman, 20-14. to 14. Boy, Bethune-Cookman, not in the win column yet. Texas Southern, of course, over Southern, 35-31. FAMU over South Carolina State, 30-7. to 7. FAMU, best defense in the conference. They are a tough, tough out now, FAMU, Charles. Yeah, they are. Um, and, I mean, you can, we can make the debate, which is the better defense, FAMU or Jackson State? I mean, Jackson FAMU. State defense. Jackson State's defense has been stout. I'm sure the Tiger fans will probably have a conversation with you about that. But I think I think FAMU and Jackson State, I would, I would, I'm gonna give an edge a little bit to Jackson State. That 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 defense is 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 pretty tall. Uh FAMU still, I do think still, and I'm Brian Fulford's probably not agreeing with me right now, but I still think FAMU's defense got another test or two to go. If they pass that, then I might change my mind. But right now, what I saw. A little bit of a Jackson State A&M game. That defense is the real deal. And of course, you got a defensive-minded coach, head coach on that side. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a little bit of an, an edge to uh, Jackson State. I didn't expect FAMU's defense to be stout. When you talk about Willie Simmons and his team, you talk about offense, but their defense is definitely coming around. Well, uh, B.J. Jones says statistically, 
FAMU is number one, but Jackson State right there. And, and, and the way that Jackson State defense, yeah, I, I, I'll go with that. Statistically, FAMU is the best, but from the eye test, I, I give an edge to Jackson State. You, you, you're right about that. Uh, Charles in the uh, Eastern Division, Jackson State 2-0. and zero. Alabama State 2-1, and one. FAMU 1-1, one one. Valley 1-1. One one. That's interesting to say that. Alabama A&M 1-2 on a two-game losing streak. And then, of course, Bethune-Cookman 0-3 uh, on a six-game losing streak. They have not won a game. Prairie View A&M 3-0 on a three-game winning streak in the Western Division. Alcorn 2-0. Texas Southern 1-1. One one. Southern 1-1. One one. Grammar State 1-2. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, zero and three. Now, with that being said, Charles, Bethune-Cookman hosting Prairie View. That game has already started, but who would you have penciled in in that game? Um, I've got Prairie View to win this game right now, um, but I'm going to tell you something and just put this in your clip and save file. Bethune-Cookman is going to ruin somebody's day before this thing's all said and done. They, you know, they got a couple of losses. They're probably not you know, mathematically, you know, you can create a way where they can win the East, but realistically, no. But they're gonna they're they're gonna spoil somebody's season and spoil somebody's day before it's all scared, said and done. We go there the first week of November, and I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, because I think they're they're struggling right now, but they're not gonna continue to struggle. I think they're gonna figure out how to win some games down the stretch and ruin it for some people. So look out for Bill Cookman. But today, preview. I have them winning this game. They were off last week. They're the only team in the league that didn't play last Saturday. Um, if Coach Dooley's offense continues to do what they're doing, which is purring right along, scoring a ton of points, they got some defense to boot. If they continue that formula, they're going to be right there at the end. I think Coach Dooley, can we say maybe officially off the hot seat, or, we, or do we need to wait a week or two? Yeah, yeah, we need to wait a little bit. I mean, I, I think what they're doing is what they're supposed to do. But they, can they finish the deal? Can they can they overcome adversity? You know, they're going to have some injuries. There's going to be some issues. Can he get through that? The, the, the wins look good right now, and that's what it's all about. But he's got to continue that process, and we'll see if he can uh, do that today. you at Alabama and them. Somehow I know who you're going to pick to win this one. Yeah, I've got, got FAMU. I think I think that defense, what we've talked about, you know, top two defense in the conference, number one in, uh, according to the numbers. Um, I, I think we have figured out a way how to slow down that A&M offense. And that's been, you know, that's been the thing with them. You know, they could score a million points, but if you slow them down, you got a chance. And I think Jackson State did that. I think Grambling did that. Um, you know, clearly, you know, Glass has been on his back the last couple of weeks. Too many turnovers, too many mistakes offensively, and their defense can't make up for it. So I, I, I have Florida A&M winning that game, and that'll probably officially eliminate A&M, I think, from, uh, from Eastern Division contention with three losses. Blueprint is out there, how to defeat Alabama A&M. And if Alabama A&M and University of Arkansas Pine Bluff lose today, you can – officially put a stake in them. They're done. They're done. Yeah. And they played in the SWAC championship game the spring session. Um, Texas Southern at Grambling State. And, and by the way, the FAMU and Alabama A&M game, 1 p.m. ESPN Plus. Texas Southern at Grambling State, Tiger All Access, 2 p.m. Grambling State 
homecoming. Charles, you would be there if you 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 weren't employed by Alcorn. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be interesting. Can Texas Southern put back-to-back wins and defeat the Louisiana schools? I think so. You know, I'm I'm a Grambling Knight, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a Grambling Knight. So you know, I'm always going to be for the G-men. But you know, let's be honest and realistic. This offense is still a work in progress. What we saw last week with Grambling in the Alcorn game, they played two quarterbacks. You know, Bowden clearly didn't have it last week. He was 10 of 27. He overthrew a bunch of guys. He just didn't have it. Braves defense got pressure on him. Um, They brought a guy in, Clark, who was kind of the dual-threat quarterback and gave us some problems in the second half. So I think that offense is still a work in progress there with Marty, the the new OC. And, you know, Fobbs is still, you know, a lot of people think that Fobbs is under the gun. I was texting somebody after the game last week, and they said, is he back on the hot seat after losing to Alcorn? And the response I got was, no, no no more hotter or colder after the Alcorn game last week. But this is one that Grambling needs to get. It's homecoming. Um, Although I do think Texas Southern's got a little bit more momentum and a little bit more offense. I think Texas Southern wins this game. I think it's going to be, you know, 28-24, somewhere in there. But I, I do think TSU has found something with this freshman quarterback. I think their defense is playing well enough. Grambling's offense is still a work in progress. Uh, I'm going with Texas Southern. Hate to say it, but, you know, if we're going to be honest, let's let's be honest. I understand. Southern Arkansas Pine Bluff, 2 p.m., ESPN Plus. Hmm. This is a tough one. This this was probably one of the more tougher picks. Um I'm, I want to say UAPB at home, but I think Southern will rebound. You know, Southern came back after being down in the second half against Texas Southern. Southern ran the football well last week. That fourth and one, they didn't get that. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Southern University. I think Southern will bounce back. I think UAPB is down in the dumps. Um, that lost to Alcorn. I mean, they scored, what, 38 points against Alcorn. They haven't scored that many points since, total. I think they've scored 32 points the last two games, but they scored 38 against Alcorn. So I think that offense is definitely struggling. They've got another quarterback that they're running in there, so clearly they've got some question marks there. Southern clearly can score. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Southern University winning the game 31-16, somewhere in there. I would take that. Right now, I would take anything. At this point, I would be saying that. Desperate, yeah. Backs are to the wall. Do or die. A loss and all hell will break loose in Baton Rouge, Charles. Yeah. It's as simple as I can put it. And it could, all hell could break loose eventually because they have some tough games, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. Let's move quickly. Got about three minutes left on this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show. Alabama State and Jackson State, 2 p.m. ESPN Plus. Jackson State. Um, they're, they're playing well right now. You know, the, the, the bigger storyline, I think, although be it's homecoming and they beat AM, the comments that the Dr. Ely had last week about the shoe, bring my shoe back, you know, after what Alabama State did last year, you know, that's kind of the, the, the conversation. It's going to be 45,000 there. Um, I got Jackson State. I think the defense is too good. And Alabama State's offense, although they got on track a little bit last week, I just don't think it's enough. Jackson State. Will they have a a shoe 
on the sideline <laughs> with JSU on that. Like I, I saw that scooter with JSU on that. Boy, I tell you, hey, <laughs> I tell you, JSU fans, just like Southern fans, they don't forget. The swag is a mess. I can tell you, we are we are a messy conference, <laughs> and if somebody brings a shoe out there after the game, I am no more good. <laughs> hey, can't say anything. And then, last but not least, <laughs> Mississippi Valley State University Athletics YouTube All Corner State of Mississippi Valley, three p.m. We got to play four quarters of football. Valley's defense is the real deal. If you go back to the Southern game. The Southern game was where they kind of found their mojo defensively. You look at Bethune, you look at Central, they kind of contain those two teams in the second half. We've got to be able to start fast and execute offensively and put points on the board. We let Valley hang around like they did against Central here on the field two weeks ago. Could be tough. I, I think the Braves will bounce back, but it's not going to be easy. One of the bigger crowds we've seen here on a beautiful day here at rice Titan. Yeah. Uh, the win streak is over. Two games, but hey, Valley has shown marked improvement. Um, I got Alcorn winning this ball game, and as of late, my picks been okay. But sometimes the prediction you have it gets away from you. Uh, Southern Arkansas Pine Bluff. I think Southern will take care of business. They'll find enough defense. If not, leave the defense at Pine Bluff. Just leave them there because, again, as I stated, it'll be a rough time. I, then I think you officially could, if Southern loses Charles, officially, they're done. They're done. I, I, I don't think they'll be able to have a chance to uh, win the Western Division. Then you'll be playing for pride and maybe something uh, something else. Um, but an interesting schedule, FAMU and Alabama A&M. I like FAMU also in that one, pre-review. Um, Jackson State and Alcorn. That's who I like. Well, Charles, it's going to be an interesting um, Saturday of football and then going forward, man, it's it's every week there is going to be a, an exciting ball game. Win the week, one week at a time. That's all you can do. Closing comments for you. A couple of closing comments. You talk about Valley. Valley can really dictate the East these next three weeks. They've got Alcorn here. Next week, FAMU comes here. Following week, Jackson State comes here. This is the best run Valley could have in the last 15 years. If they get it done, then all of a sudden, Valley is a major player. And something off the beaten path, you know, our buddy Rob Jay of the Jackson State the Radio Network, he was inducted into the SWAC Hall of Fame the other day. Congratulations to Rob Jay. Well-deserved. He's been doing this thing a long time. Congratulations. Yeah. And get a chance to listen to him on the broadcast and Coach Asbury. Very, very entertaining. Yes. That's the best way to, 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 to put it. I've had an opportunity to have him on the show, and um, he's a busy man. guess I have to uh, contact his agent to get him back on. <laughs> hey, but uh, he's got to come to Baton Rouge, that's for sure. And I'll get him one way or the other. Well, Charles, enjoy the uh, rest of your weekend. Have a great broadcast. I'll tune in like I always do. I'm, I'm all over the place trying to get the information on who's winning and who's not. And uh, you can say on your broadcast, if if it's not going right, you can text me. I'll answer. Don't, Eventually. Don't, don't, don't put it on. Yeah, this time. Don't put it on speaker. 
Don't put it on speaker because it could be uh if it's not going the way I want it. Yeah. I I could be in a rare mood. Yeah. Mood. Absolutely. I got you. On that note, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show. Make sure you tune in next Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time for the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until next Saturday, as always, as always, peace and God bless.